0: Hey guys, welcome to Rankin' Vile, the podcast ranking every horror movie ever made. And this is Lillian. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's it going?
1: Pretty good. I am diving into my Twin Peaks VHS collection to try to watch the series from start to finish for the first time.
0: Oh shit, so this is your first time ever finishing the whole thing?
1: Yeah, and um, it's... It's really wild to think about. I guess watching it on VHS has got me thinking about its original run. Oh yeah. And how I cannot fathom watching the show without the help of Wikipedia and <laughs> and and streaming services so that I can binge the whole thing at once. Like mm-hmm. it it seems like an untenable way to watch television in in retrospect just weekly basis oh man having mean, to having to talk to people about it and share theories no
0: no I thank mean, you that's also like how the fuck do you water cooler a show like Twin Peaks like hey Bob do you see how Catherine Martell turned into a doorknob like <laughs> it's yeah L- Lynchian elements are not uh always easy water cooler fodder but like I'm imagining, like, watching this episodic, because the way that I watched it was obviously like any God-fearing American, I I, I binge-watched the whole thing the first time I saw it, um, and I can't imagine waiting a whole week and then getting to another episode and being like, all right, so wait, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, nothing about this show
1: makes me want to uh, finish it, except that I want to get it done with because like I'm familiar with his body of work. And that's another oh, yeah. thing is I don't know if in 1990 David Lynch's body of film mm-hmm. was enough to make people go, "Well, I'm just going to keep watching and see what happens." It's just so weird to me. And mm-hmm. like it totally makes sense that it's got a cult following because oh, yeah. it's David Lynch. But it's so weird to me that this was on an American television
0: <laughs> station
1: on prime time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's well and and it's funny because um watching Twin Peaks especially, like, this is a show that um you know, you'd have one episode in season one where like Coop wakes up at the end of the episode and goes, like, you know, the dream reveals it to me. I know who killed, you know, Laura Palmer and then the beginning of the next episode, and it's just like, yeah, I forgot. So anyway, <laughs> just like moving on. Um, I'm actually in the process of finally uh, watching Twin Peaks The Return. Yeah, um, I'm
1: excited to to jump into that immediately after finishing the original series. I'm,
0: I'm going to keep 100 with you, though. Season two of Twin Peaks, after it, the killer is revealed, it is a fucking slog to get to the end of that season. Um, And essentially, uh, are you familiar with David Lynch's battle with the ABC network around this?
1: No, tell me about it.
0: Oh shit. So, um, the network demanded that David Lynch reveal who Laura Palmer's killer was early on in the season. And David Lynch was like, that's going to fucking ruin all of the narrative momentum that I have, like all of the plans that I have for this thing. And ABC was like, tough titty, da- visionary director David Lynch, you've got to make with the goods. And so they do. And then pretty much immediately after Laura Palmer's killer is revealed, um, season two, oh, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but via con Dios, my friend, <laughs> like getting, <laughs> getting through the back half of that season, although I will tell you. Uh, when your spirits are flagging and you're dealing with all manner of nonsense and uh, weird nonsensical shit halfway through that season, you need to know that the very last episode of season two of Twin Peaks is, I think, the biggest fuck you to ABC David Lynch was able to manage because it scorches the earth and nukes everything in five miles. And it's just very much David Lynch being like, all right, I got a finale. You want a finale? And just... Utterly losing his shit. So you have that to look forward to.
1: Wonderful. Speaking of Via Con I also watched Point Break for the first time the other <sighs> night.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Tell me everything.
1: Oh, it's so good. It it is. It <laughs> yeah. It met the hype. Um, it's weird to me that they made a remake of Point Break. I don't understand why remakes are made when the movies you know, an unassailable classic. I guess yeah. the answer is the Hollywood system. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're double dipping. I honestly, I think the fact that um, Point Break, so much of that movie works because it's Catherine Bigelow being like, I am going to make this so fucking gay. Like, it's just that movie is, it, I I feel like it could only have been this specific cast with a specific director making this movie. Like, every time I watch it, I nod sagely like, ah, uh, yes, this is a perfect movie. No, notes. <laughs> like, even Gary Busey is perfect in it. Like
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And he is not always on fire, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, although he has a line reading from Point Brick that I think about every day of my life, which is that they, they, they go to the beach in order to collect like DNA evidence to catch the the dead presidents, and he snips off this beach bum's hair and goes, I'm making a wig from a girlfriend, and fronts <laughs> off of it. It's just, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, so what ghoul shoot, uh, ghoul shoot, ghoul shit have you been up to this week?
1: Well, I'm so glad you asked me that question. And now I'm blanking out on the additional ghoul shit
0: <laughs> that
1: I've done uh, hold Oh, actually,
0: second. I think Twin Peaks on VHS is, yeah, it counts as ghoul shit, right?
1: Yeah. Actually, let me do a segue. I yeah, got yeah. one. Go for it. Speaking of unnecessary remakes, let's talk about the movie that we're doing this week.
0: (laughs) Hachi Machi. Excellent segue, by the way. Uh, So this is... uh, Now, Quincy, I, I have to preface this with a thing. You do realize that no movie in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise in all of its iterations has the same title, technically. Because the first ever Texas Chainsaw was the Texas Chainsaw, two words, Massacre. Uh, The 2003 Platinum Dunes remake was just Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and this is, uh, oh no, that was the Texas Chainsaw one-word massacre, and this is just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it is shit. That is is
1: maddening to me, especially because the actual film poster for the original spells it. (laughs) <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw one-word massacre.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've got a lunchbox uh, with the original poster on it, and every time I see it, I'm like, you liar. Um, but so this movie... Uh, so Texas uh, just Texas Chainsaw Massacre dropped on Netflix um, a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like tw- horror Twitter has been chewing itself to bits over it since it dropped. Yeah, horror Instagram has also
1: had plenty of people weighing in on if it's a good movie or not. I mm-hmm. wonder if we're missing the point by talking about if it's good or
0: not. Oh, that's definitely true. Let's, so let's dive into it. Um, this movie is uh, positioning itself as a uh, direct sequel to the OG uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I need to point out at this juncture is still and has been for many years now number one on our list of uh, every horror movie of all time.
1: And here's why that's complete and utter... Here's why the direct sequel thing is complete and utter horseshit. This movie supposes that Leatherface has been living in a uh, group home for, (laughs) what, 70... Not 70 years. (laughs) For 84 years years now.
0: (laughs) My my God. I mean, yeah, which, by the way, uh, this is one of the things that drives me fucking crazy about... Uh, this movie which is okay and and I now at the outset I need to point out complaining that a Texas chainsaw sequel does not adhere to any of the other movies in the franchise is like no shit like every movie in this series has like nothing to do with anything else
1: yeah they are all bespoke individual works
0: yeah so you know uh, Texas Chainsaw then uh, the next generation positions itself as a direct sequel. Um, so does the movie uh, Leatherface as a prequel so does Texas Chainsaw 3D Uh, and the idea here now uh, Texas Chainsaw 2022 is 100% a Halloween 2018 slash Candyman slash Scream style sort of reboot cool yes it drives me nuts um, <laughs> yeah, I think it drives me
1: so nuts because we've seen it done well with mm-hmm. Candyman and we've seen it done mediocrely with, um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess by, by law of n- large numbers, this one's got to be the <laughs> bad one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, we, although, you know, I'm, I'm, withholding judgment from, um, the new Scream movie. Uh, so we'll... I'm sure I'll shit on that at a later date, Uh, but... We'll circle back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But so this takes place uh, after the events of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and for whatever fucking reason, um, Leatherface is no longer living with the Sawyer family, and he just, like, I guess kept walking after Sally Hardesty got away in the truck and ended up at an orphanage...
1: Yeah, and also, Sally Hardesty decided at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre that she was going to catch Leatherface, but because he was wearing
0: a mask, (laughs) she was never able to solve the crime. I am wild about this logic. Did you know that if you commit all manner of horrors, but you're wearing a mask, no one can ever catch you? (laughs) And and that
1: is given as a honest-to-goodness <laughs> reason why the crime is unsolved. This guy at this gas yep. station is running a Texas Chainsaw Massacre roadside attraction, which is also fascinating because there is a Texas gas station mm-hmm. IRL that does kind of that. Uh, and the guy tells the kids... No, he
0: was wearing a mask. That's why she never caught him. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. You know, you murder <laughs> you murder <laughs> half a dozen young people, but you're wearing a mask. The, the authorities come in and they're like, well, our hands are tied. He was wearing a mask. There's no telling who could have done this. Um, and so Leatherface sort of just decides to fuck off uh, and leave Drayton, Sawyer, and the rest of his family. And as a grown adult, joins an orphanage run by an old lady. Um, but then also the stinger at the
1: end of the movie, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. shows him coming back to the Sawyer homestead as if, you know, well, that was fun,
0: but now it's time to go home. I don't fucking understand it. Like, it to me, it seems like this was an unrelated script for, like, masked chainsaw killer that was like, oh, and you don't want to mess with his mama because he lives in an orphanage. And it's like, look... And again, to complain about, you know, continuity after the original Texas Chainsaw is kind of a fool's errand, but I do want to point out a pretty central fucking thing to Leatherface is his family dominating him. Like, he puts on his nice makeup to make dinner and clean up after everybody, and, you know, he he's basically a scared kid who happens to be a hulking guy in a, in a people mask. Yeah. Now, it's also worth noting
1: that There's story credits for Fede Alvarez and Roto Mm
0: Sayagues, but the screenplay is by a different guy. Okay. I mean, and actually, yeah, like, so much of this kind of feels like it was put together by committee. It really feels... Well, and that's kind of
1: the thing that makes me hate this movie the most Mm -hmm. is how bad of a tone problem it has. (laughs) It is... is,
0: Uh incoherent oh boy you're yeah let's uh, let's so oh boy so uh, the movie centers around um some young folks uh like melody and dante and lila and ruth um,
1: ruth just being additional blonde haired girl that will
0: die oh yeah yeah pure cannon fodder um and it's basically uh melody and lila who are the you know the the sisters that are Uh, kind of coming to this town. And the idea is that this group of uh, influencers have managed to purchase basically a ghost town in Harlow, Texas, to do influencer stuff? They're gonna...
1: Gentrification. It's all about gentrifying this ghost town to make it into, like, there's literally a line that's like, oh, we're gonna make this the brunch boutique and we're gonna make Mm -hmm. this, you know whatever else
0: yeah and on one level now i kind of appreciate that it's trying to in any way be like oh shit i guess zoomers are a horror demographic but also people who want to watch zoomers get gruesomely murdered um and it's these influencers that come to the town lila is a school shooting survivor who that's a thing this movie has no idea what to do with Yeah, just the simple sentence: Lila
1: survived a school shooting, Mm -hmm. and is then a
0: subject to both ridicule and admiration is just fucked. It's completely insane, and you know, and there is something to be said about like, okay, like I wanted to, I wanted to give this movie credit uh, for doing a thing where I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, Let's say that you're not a Zoomer and you're watching this. Let's let's say that you're like a, a, a crusty Gen Xer just out for a good Texas Chainsaw movie on Netflix. And, you know, if you're watching that and you're like, huh, Zoomers and their TikToks. But then it's like, yeah, but Zoomers are subject to a threat you didn't fucking have growing up, which was the constant fucking ubiquity of being in a school shooting that. Could happen at any time, and just happens all the fucking time. And that, it's like actual famous comedians. Uh, it's as if actual famous
1: comedians uh, made jokes about this very group of people and were canceled. And these screenwriters are like, "Gonna do it anyway. Gonna mm-hmm. just Keep yep. going."
0: Yep. And that's. I, I feel like it could have done something interesting with like PTSD, but we'll get into that. Uh, they they're on. You know, they're at this gas station that has like. Leather face keychains or whatever, and the guy at the counter mutters, Gentrafuckers, at them <laughs> as they leave, which rules, by the way. Um, and so they're filling up the gas tank, and a, a local uh, townie who, you know, obviously this is Texas, you know, it's, he's like an open carry guy, he's rolling coal in his, you know, pickup truck, and... For some reason, and I don't know why, this movie references the 30 to 50 feral hogs meme from a couple of years ago. (laughs) It really does. He says, they're like, why the fuck do
1: you carry a gun with you? And he says, there are feral hogs. And he says, quote, if you, and he says, if there's an evasive species, you have to kill them on sight.
0: Which then he might as well, like, <laughs> look
1: at the camera and wink and be like, gentrification, am I right?
0: Yeah, which is also the thing. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Gentri- gentrification is fucked and, and needs to be fought. Also, this movie doesn't know what to do with any
1: any of that? Yeah, any it's weird that. because it's like this yokel is a villain for being a coal roller and carrying a, a giant gun. Mm-hmm. And he's also a hero because he's anti-gentrification and stands up for old ladies, mm-hmm. but is also a Confederate flag waving racist, but it's also just <laughs> yeah. chainsaw fodder and dies in the first act. It's... it. Is enraging. This Uh movie makes no sense at all, and I hate it.
0: Yeah, it's a a stitched together like a like a bad flesh mask. Now the thing about um, the redneck guy, I feel like the movie was starting to do a thing where it's like, you know, yeah, maybe this Cole Roland, you know, Hick with the with the gun who probably voted for Trump, maybe there's more to him than meets the eye in this post-Trump America, and it's like trying to kind of be like, yeah, but he's ultimately you know maybe it's a little more complicated with people and then he just dies anyway (laughs)
1: like so the zoomers make it to harlow but they're also pulled over by the sheriff and we get a very tense dante is a black man being pulled over by texas police scene Mm -hmm. because that's also just a thing we are gonna do in this movie
0: Which is also, that's another thing this movie, I think it gently touches and then goes, "Uh uh-uh, I don't know what to do with that, and sort of (laughs) promptly backs away. Side side note, Sheriff uh, Sheriff Hathaway is played by William Hope, who was the gormless uh, military guy in Aliens who doesn't know what to do once people start dying, and then Ripley has to bail his shit out. And also, uh, he gets eaten by uh, Skinless Julia in Hellraiser 2, so I was thrilled to see that face popping up. Um, but he's talking to these kids and you think that it's going to be like an intimidating sort of, you know, sort of, we don't, we don't care for your kind around here at teenagers. And then basically he's like, so, you know, people actually do live here and I know you guys like bought the whole town, but please be respectful. Yeah. It's,
1: it's again, this really weird, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. And I don't think the screenwriters or or director. <laughs> Knows either
0: not a goddamn clue, and it's like it's not really going to talk about the fact that it's he's pulling over a black guy in Texas. um So it just doesn't do much with that. Now the thing is that Dante, uh, the black fella uh, in this movie, um, this movie does a weird thing with the Confederate flag. Okay, where it's displayed out on a building in Harlow, and he yells like, "Oh Jesus, what the fuck!" And then immediately follows it up with, "Our investors are going to be here soon. They're not going to like that. We have to take it down." And it's, who doggy? This movie is like a five year old playing with a shotgun. It has. Yeah. No and idea and what they you. say to Dante, Welcome to rural Texas.
1: What are you going to do about it? And it's like, this is a very nuanced topic that mm-hmm. no one in this film was prepared to handle.
0: It's possible that we need healing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 on Netflix doesn't have, isn't able to provide right now. Uh, now they they come into this house and they're sort of like poking around and an old lady attached to an oxygen tank, um, you know, kind of comes out and's like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? And they're like, Oh, this is embarrassing. We bought the whole town and the bank repossessed your house. So now you got to get the fuck out lady on oxygen tank. Um, And the lady is, uh, Jenny, her name is, is like, uh, actually, I got the deed and I worked it out with the bank and I live here now, so I promise you I can still live here. Uh, they call the cops, and I think at this point become complete, these kids become completely irredeemable. Yeah, I would
1: say this is the point where it, the movie shifts and says the these zoomers are awful you should hope for them all to die and good good news because they can deliver on that (laughs) they do get the dog shit (laughs) they do get the dog shit murdered out of them Um, but they haul this woman with copd out of the building uh against her will throw her in the back of what's ostensibly a cop car but it's just a van with sheriff painted on the side
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and she starts to have a heart attack so they're like oh we need to take her to the doctor uh we're also the ambulance in this county so let's drive 30 minutes to a
0: hospital right and so of course uh bubba you know like the her le- le- leather face who is just sort of like lurking in the shadows and she's like oh i gotta take care of my boy um they all load up into the the ambulance along with uh Leatherface and Uh, Dante's girlfriend who is like on the captions was credited as Dante's partner, which is incredible to me. They never actually say her name in the captions. Um, and she sort of announces, like, no, I need to be in this ambulance so I can get murdered and like runs into the ambulance to ride with them.
1: Also, because she's the only one in Harlow who can text. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of the natives of this Texas town know how to use cell phones. It's always these kids <laughs> that are texting and calling and live streaming.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's only Bakelite phones. Nothing else. Like they. Yeah. Texting is at least thirty years out from Harlow, Texas. Um, <laughs> but so this is actually. I will give this movie credit where it's due. Some of the kills rule in this movie. The the gore is so <laughs> extreme;
1: it goes it's so, so hard that it's this like tonal whiplash, and I don't know what to do with it because yeah. on one hand I'm like, "Yeah, that is really cool," but on the other hand, I'm still reeling over Jenny talking about how this is her Papa's uh, Confederate flag, and she flies it because it reminds her of him. So don't make her take her poor. <laughs> Confederate flag down, even though it's a symbol of hatred and um, is deeply problematic.
0: Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's the only way that I can remember my papa, is by flying the stars and bars. Um, Now... Oh, it's a lot. Now, in the ambulance, a pretty cool kill is that Leatherface uh, breaks a dude's uh, arm at the elbow and then uses that elbow bone to stab the dude in in his own throat, which I thought was pretty tasty.
1: Yeah, it was really rad. And then they crash in a sunflower field because Harlow is the sunflower capital of Texas. (laughs) It's
0: their primary export is sunflowers. Um. And at this point, uh, what Leatherface cuts off his own. Uh, his mom dies, obviously, in the in the ambulance, and Leatherface cuts off his mom's face and wears it as a mask. Which I honestly kind of like as an idea that like I'm going to make it so that my mom is like by proxy avenging herself.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's something interesting there, uh, but like everything else in the movie, it's touched upon and then immediately dropped. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a very epicure- It's like it's at a fucking breakfast buffet, this movie. Um, <laughs> and so, obviously, leather, ca- uh, leather case? Leatherface uh, kills the shit out of um, Dante's partner and then kind of comes back to town. There is a subplot in this movie that makes me want to pull out my own fucking teeth, which is the deed, Quincy, the deed to the house.
1: Yes, so our redneck uh, coal roller- turns out to also be the contractor which is like oh boy do i have egg on my face
0: (laughs) (laughs) he steals
1: the keys to all of their vehicles and says fuck you you killed that old lady i just heard she had a heart attack because of the one cell phone that we have amongst all of us Mm -hmm. um You're going to get these keys back when you prove that you have the
0: deed. Which is also insane to me because, like, it's like, okay, so it's like, go into the house and find the deed, and if you can't, it proves that she didn't have the deed. And it's like, just because you can't find it doesn't mean she didn't have the deed. Yeah, and and Dante's
1: like, it's in my folio here, which... As a person who just finished doing their taxes, I deeply relate to the the one folio with every important document in it that I can't find the one I need. Though we're all it's the like, old lady,
0: <laughs> yeah, completely. Now, there's one thing about um, I-, I think this movie had a cool thing for a goddamn second, which was uh, coal rolling uh, tax uh, has a brief conversation with Lila where they kind of are bros for a minute where. She reveals, you know, he's got he's got the gun uh, out and she's like, whoa, and he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, so I'm a school shooting survivor is why my my sister was being mean to you at the gas station. Uh, you know, I almost got murdered with a gun. And the guy Richter, um, he puts the gun away and, you know, they kind of have a conversation about it. I think the most unbelievable thing to me in this movie is that this specific dude in this specific town is didn't respond to her being a school shooting survivor with like, bullshit, you're a crisis actor. <laughs> like, this guy should have immediately been like, yeah, I'll bet you were a school shooting survivor. Uh, but like, they kind of, they have a moment where it's like, we're not so different, you and die because you almost got shot with a gun, and I ha- have a gun. It doesn't, I don't know, it, it, it's like a human moment that kind of works for a second in this movie, but then it, it, it doesn't really come to anything.
1: Yeah, and he's like, do you want to play with my gun? And she's like, actually, yes, I do. And I was also waiting for, like, a third act moment where she picks up the assault rifle to, like, blow Leatherface away, and it never happens.
0: Which is, I think, one of the most... Now, movies don't owe us anything, but this is kind of a wildly irresponsible thing to me that, like, (laughs) uh, you know, a traumatized school shooting survivor... Grows as a person and realizes that actually gun good. Uh, <laughs> she she pick up gun and she shoot the guy and it turns out wow, it's good that there are guns. It it Chekhov's assault rifle. Yeah, yeah. Like she reclaims her power by getting a gun. It's holy shit. It's it's bad. Um, but so the the deed thing I think for me is also a bit of a, s- a smokescreen because it's like look as a viewer, uh... I just watched a bunch of shitty kids kicking a disabled woman out of her house and killing her. I promise you I do not give two shits in a wicker basket about whether she has the deed. Because guess what? She does have the deed. <laughs> yeah, and also because like whether or not it's on a piece of paper, like we can all agree it's not okay to kick a disabled woman or any any person out of their house And it's, yeah, yeah, it's, like, such a smokescreen that, like, but what if, ah, what if she did have the deed? Like, I don't give a shit. You just killed an old woman, and now I can justify whatever happens to you, honestly.
1: Yeah, which is, again, like, if we look at this from, like, who's watching it, it's even more of that, it's so confusing, because Mm -hmm. I know that this type of movie is supposed to, have, like, the popular kids get murdered. That's what a slasher is. Mm-hmm. It's what it's always been. Yeah. But for some reason, and and maybe this is, like, the future I get to look forward to or, or dread, mm-hmm. for some reason making them zoomers feels like punching down in a way that i'm just not ready for.
0: <laughs> yeah, i'm like, listen, the world is going to fucking combust from climate change before they die. Like they're come on, let's 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 let let's let up on the zoomers a little bit. <laughs> um, which also raises a good question, right? What is the target audience for this for this movie? I wish i knew because <laughs> yeah.
1: you would think it would be crusty old um killjoys like us oh sure yeah but it's it's not (laughs) i
0: did not feel (laughs) catered to at all in this movie yeah i wasn't watching these kids dying going yeah fucking zoomers it's just like why am i still watching this
1: i think Um, i'm many times throughout the movie i yelled at my tv
0: i don't like this (laughs) yeah it's i watched this with christina and both of us just the number of times we both like just looked silently at each other after somebody said a line of dialogue it was it was a lot um dear listeners i love you because i finished this movie for you <laughs> we do it for you folks um, it's for journalistic integrity i was like nope we're going to watch the whole thing listen if i can sit all the way through i frankenstein then by god i can watch texas chainsaw 2022 <laughs> um speaking of crusty old fucks this movie decides to do um Quincy, you remember back in the day with wrestling where like a wrestler from WWF would defect to WCW and then like Jimmy Hart would make uh, a sort of ersatz version of the theme music they had in WWF, but it sounded like 130% worse? Yeah. This is that movie with Sally Hardesty doing uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween 2018.
1: Yeah, so I found it very fascinating that they could not get... The original actor who played sally hardesty it's Owen fleure is who plays it in this movie and she's great Mm -hmm. um in her own right i wonder if that's because the original actor just fucking hates this franchise
0: oh actually so marilyn marilyn burns um died in 2014 uh but I think that, I mean, it's funny because she was also in the last scene of Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation, on a stretcher. Um, so, like, she's, you know, she'd been out here doing it, but, like, so she, she passed in 2014. I will give it to Texas Chainsaw 2022. Um, the actor they got to play, uh, Sally Hardesty, looks pretty good as the as Sally Hardesty.
1: Yeah, she does. So, apparently, uh, Sally has just been raising hogs. And being a sheriff uh, in her free time when she's not slaughtering a pig.
0: She's Sheriff Hog Boss. I mean, that's what it is, is like she escapes Leatherface back in 1974 and then becomes a hog farmer slash Texas sheriff. Uh, and apparently this whole time she's been not actively pursuing Leatherface or doing an investigation, but just living on a pig farm going, oh, motherfucker, when I find out where you are, I swear to God. Um So the radio
1: calls in and says, we found him. And she's like, finally. And she grabs her shotgun and jets down to downtown,
0: uh shit-ass nowhere Texas. yeah and like quick fucking question how do they know it's Leatherface? they they stressed like well, he was wearing a mask in 74 there was no telling who he was like is she just responding to everything on the police scanner that's like whoa some guy went crazy over in lubbock and she's just like i've got you now you son of a bitch and it's i don't i don't understand Has she, has she been pursuing him or not this entire time Yet again, who the fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who the fuck knows? Now, there is, um, a, mostly there is zero fucking tension in this movie, I will say. Um, there's one bit of this where it's like, oh shit, we're getting into something here, which is that, um, so Lila is in the house. Oh no, excuse me, not Lila, Melody. Melody is the older sister who is sort of more culpable for kicking the old lady out of her house and killing her. Um, And she's in Leatherface's house when Leatherface comes home, and Leatherface's mom is dead, so, you know, Leatherface kind of sobs and clutches her dress and rocks back and forth, and it's very sad, and Melody is hidden, and she watches—Quincy, this was the bit where I actually yelled, fuck you, at my (laughs) TV— (laughs) Which is that Leatherface combines the shot of Jack Torrance axing through the door with the concrete floor from John fucking Wick to gouge into the wall with an axe, and after all these years pull out his trusty chainsaw because lord forgive me but it's time to go back to the old me (laughs) I hate it so much I, I was so angry where it's like you have like oh sure do like yeah he's fucking John Wick great movie that's awesome and I not to be persnickety there is no earthly fucking way this chainsaw that was making the rounds in 1974 is going to work after being pulled out in 2021
1: Gosh, if only there was somewhere that Leatherface could go to just find a chainsaw, like a,
0: <laughs> like an abandoned farmhouse,
1: a Walmart. Like, why not? Why not talk about Walmart's closing mom and pops to create the Ooh, ghost town?
0: That's uh, that. That could be something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the the Rotten Walton family finally ate the the Sawyer family you know like it's a uh, it's everyone comes for the small businessman um, i mean hey the original texas chainsaw was about how automation put out put a lot of people out of work with slaughterhouses so
1: there you go so now it's just <laughs> 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 Leatherface
0: desperately trying to use self-checkout. Quincy, I hate this movie with my whole heart. I, <laughs> so bad. I hate it. Parts of me, I had to create new parts of myself to hate this movie as much as I hate it. But So uh, Leather uh, is a uh, back-in-business baby, and he's got his trusty chainsaw. Um, and he murders the flying hell out of um, Redneck McGunholster who, you know, kind of comes in, and in a final heroic act, um, the the redneck guy uh, has the... Is it the keys to the car that Melody's able to get? Yeah, it's the keys that he stole. Yeah, yeah. Well, we look for the deed. Um, Now, this kill specifically is pretty crunchy. Yes. Um, he just like gets his leg. his leg gets like super broken. Like his knee just bends ninety degrees the wrong way. It's upsetting. Uh, and Leatherface kills this guy. And what then at this point, Sally Hardy is like coming back where it's like, ah, I'm gonna stop Leatherface once and for all. And um, we get a, a sort of cat and mouse scene with Melody and Leatherface where he like chases her through the floorboards.
1: Yeah, and and why like, she gets shit dumped on her, because like sewage and and all that. I like that. That's fun to watch
0: in a movie. <laughs> which
1: then she gets on the bus with all of the Zoomer investors who are just having a party, and we get my uh, most hated scene in the movie of a movie uh-huh. where I hated most of the movie, which is the uh, <coughs> live stream POV shot.
0: Yeah, where it's just everybody on this bus um, holding up their phones to film, Leatherface with the chainsaw, and obviously the line that we have... One of them says, we're trying to
1: cancel you, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, we, that was, I I saw that in the trailer and went, I'm gonna fucking hate this, and I, and then I did, Um, where, yeah, he's like, try anything and you're canceled, bro, Um, and I'm, boy, I'm hooting and hollering... It's truly awful. And now I will say, this scene is kind of fun where he just starts, like, mowing down this bus full of people.
1: Yeah, and like, you see, you get to read all the comments that are like, I wish I was there. Oh, who but, is this clown? Yeah, who is this? Looks,
0: looks fake.
1: And instead of hearts, it's little drops of blood as, as
0: the emojis. <sighs> Boy, that's some that's some fucking dry social commentary right there. That's... <laughs> But I'm just yeah I'm 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 chuckling sensibly <laughs> influencers do be influencing so um,
1: this movie's got a very no one is good it's a it's a very mm-hmm. misanthropic humankind are villains no matter what the problem yeah. with that is that is the same attitude that people take with Lovecraft being a racist, they say, mm-hmm. "Well, Lovecraft is misanthropic. It's all about elder-rich, evil, getting rid of the whole world." It totally right. sidesteps any responsibility to try to talk about like anything, and that yeah. this movie is is refusing to engage with what it brought up.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, yeah,
1: it's enraging that it brings all of these social issues into the movie and then says, everyone's awful, aren't they? No, you can't do that. I I, I don't want a movie that is so
0: ham-fisted
1: at social commentary. Yeah,
0: you're you're totally right. What it is, this movie is... uh, Now, okay, the the Texas Chainsaw reboot uh, from 2003... um, to me is also a very uh nihil- like I don't know like even nihilistic I feel like is a funny word now but it's just like deeply mean-spirited and no one's good and everything is terrible um in a way that sort of felt right for where the country was at in 2003 um where it might as well have just been like this is the soul of America Uh, and this movie, my problem is that, uh, the way that it was being hyped up was that everybody was like, oh, listen, just go and turn your brain off. It's a fun slasher. Like, it's a fun slasher. It's a lot of gore. You know, don't expect too much. But I'm like, look, I would love a stupid slasher with fun kills. I, you know, the movie itself is the one that's like, let's spend 20 minutes on the deed, on, like, real estate zoning laws. Like, let's, (laughs) let's talk about the Confederate flag and environmentalism and school shootings, like... If the movie is going to bring that shit up but not know what to do with it and just use it as like, I don't know, we were just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Like, you can't have that much mean-spirited shit while also just being like, what? You know, we're being thoughtful but also just trying to have fun. Like, you've got to fucking pick one. Yeah, you can't straddle the fence on that. So
1: let's talk about my favorite kill, which is Sally Hardesty's Dying.
0: I this is I was actually about to say this was the thing that I think made me somehow angriest in this <laughs> movie is how they did my girl Sally. Um I'm getting a Sally Hardesty tattoo at some point. Like I uh, so what they do is that so Sally Hardesty uh, shows is finally on the scene in full effect after Leatherface like purées a bus full of influencers and you know she tries to have her like her big damn hero speech where she's like you know, she's got Leather at gunpoint with a with a with a shotgun and she's like, Yeah, this is for Franklin and all of my friends that you killed. Do you know who I am? And Leather just like doesn't say anything and she's just like, Wait, shit, you don't know who I am? And he just like walks away from her and she does nothing? Um And then eventually uh, she, you know, is uh, shooting at him. He chainsaws the fuck out of her and like holds her up in the air on the chainsaw. Yeah. And then, and I cannot stress this enough, throws her in a pile of garbage
1: throws her in the trash
0: throws her in the god, and i'm like how dare you movie like you put some fucking respect on sally hardesty's name you know like it's it 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 made me it made me angry it made me angry but hilariously
1: almost like they're trying to do the uh inept sheriff bit from texas chainsaw massacre 2
0: Oh, yeah, like Lefty, uh, played by Dennis Hopper, where it's like, yeah, that would have been something, right? Like, just this person being utterly ineffectual at their job.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't quite work that way.
0: It really doesn't. And uh, oddly enough, now this movie kind of doesn't know what is supposed to be enough to kill a person. Uh, Because Sally gets super uh, run through with a chainsaw, but then manages... To still shoot Leatherface and save Melody and Lila's life. And she even gives... Okay, this is the movie trying to connect Sally Hardesty. We're going cross-generational, baby. Um, it's trying to connect, connect Sally's trauma from 74 to uh, Lila's uh, trauma from being in a school shooting. Where Sally's the one who tells her, like, no, you know, you need to you need to kill him. You need to end this, because if you don't, you know, the traumas, it's just going to follow you forever. OK, movie. Um, <laughs> And they so then Sally dies. And then we get the final
1: sisters, which I kind of did appreciate.
0: Yeah, I like that they both got to be sort of helping each other out because it's trying to do this thing of like sisterhood is powerful, which is cool. Um, we get basically every, uh, slasher movie third act of a couple of close calls. They finally managed to, what, run him, uh, she, she, Melody whacks chainsaw, she like uppercuts him with the chainsaw. Which is pretty dope. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, um, and knocks him into a pool of water because this movie is, you know, this town is nothing but sunflowers and dilapidated water-filled buildings, I guess, um. And then, so Leatherface kind of sinks down into the water and is presumably dead.
1: Yeah. Then, uh, and this is where we spoil the film. So uh, if you don't <laughs> want to hear about the ending, we'll see you next next time.
0: Uh huh. Um, Quincy, walk walk me walk me through where this movie leaves us.
1: The sisters get into their self driving car, which is very annoying as well. Because <laughs> again, who the fuck are they like? <laughs> making fun of yeah they are they get into their autopilot car and they talk they're talking and leatherface punches the window out and drags melody out of the car and chops her head off and does the spinning chainsaw in the ear dance
0: yeah as um lila is in the self-driving car that just keeps moving it's 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 meant to be a a a play on Sally Hardesty in the back seat of the... Or in the bed of the pickup truck at the end of the original movie. Uh, and she's just, like, got her head... You know, she's got her torso popping out the sunroof, screaming as her sister gets decapitated as she gets carried away.
1: But also, the car is driving very slowly.
0: So slowly! <laughs> Leatherface could just, like, jog lightly and chop her head off. Um, I, I, you know, actually, it's a very, very stupid ending, and I hate it. But I will tell you, I popped for... <laughs> Melody, Melody just getting dragged, like just getting her head chopped off, and then her sister's screaming while driving away so slowly, and he's just doing the chainsaw dance, and that's the that's the movie. And then what? There's a stinger sequence with Leatherface going back to the Sawyer house. Yeah, but
1: but not even going in. No, the the only other thing that I like about this movie is. There is a shot of them opening a barbecue
0: grill and it makes the sound effect. Oh, this movie is lousy with that. Like they're just doing the little Ooh! like it, it pops up a bunch of times in this. And honestly, I also pop for that every time, so I'm listen, I get it I get excited. I But this movie I think that I would charitably describe Texas Chainsaw twenty twenty two as a big fucking mess.
1: Yes. It it is them Not knowing what they're doing. Okay. So, at number 353 is is <laughs> The Texas Chainsaw
0: Massacre. That's a better movie. Uh, I'll tell you. Because... <laughs> now, the thing is, uh, I have, I will acknowledge, a very rotten little soft spot for Texas Chainsaw 2003. Um, just... And, and entirely because that was a movie where, like, uh, someone, like, uh, blows... You know, the hitchhiker blows her own head off, and then the camera decides to pull itself all the way back through a car full of screaming 20-somethings through the hole in her head. And it's just, that movie has, I think, a clarity of purpose that (laughs) Chainsaw 2022 really, really doesn't have. Like that, that's a movie that knows what side of the bread it's butter is on. And it's like, look, we're going to grind your face in shit. Arlie Ermey is here verbally abusing children, uh we've you know it's just it's it's mean in a way that um you, so torture porn is kind of a bullshit term but I think that if it applies to anything it definitely applies to Texas Chainsaw 2003 Oh for sure Um and it kind of knows what it's working with even though it's gross and ugly where Texas Chainsaw 2022 is like oh I'm sorry did we just get extremely fucking real about school shootings not really anyway moving on <laughs> Like it has no idea what it's working with. Um, scrolling down a little bit, uh, let's see. Okay, Quincy, at uh, speaking of mean spirited, at number 393, we have Donkey Punch, which was the British movie from uh, also what the early 2010s. Which do we think is a better movie? Uh, Donkey Punch,
1: and that is because, <laughs> yeah, at number 469 is. Universally reviled, Texas Chainsaw massacred The Next Generation.
0: Man, you know what, though? At least I'll give it to Next Generation. They knew who Leatherface kind of was as a character as fitting into a family hierarchy.
1: Yeah, I I would strangely say (laughs) that Next Generation is better than 2022.
0: Yeah, and at least you've got fucking Matthew McConaughey as Vilmer just hooting and hollering just shitting while running at full speed in that movie in a way that is really fun to watch where this i just yeah kept just groaning throughout it now okay here's where i feel like there's the the first genuine um place where i'm gonna uh maybe draw the line at number 471 we have the 2010 reboot of a nightmare on elm street with jackie earl Haley.
1: See, I would rather watch Jackie Earl Haley again than to grapple with the
0: um, ham-fistedness of this Damn, screenplay. That's true. Like, that movie is trash, but it's also... Yeah, although I, I think one other thing I do appreciate about this movie is it's like an 85-minute runtime for Texas oh, Chainsaw.
1: I hooted when I saw how short it was. <laughs> now Bless. Leatherface from 2017 is at number 473. Oh uh,
0: God, that movie's horseshit. Okay, okay, but here's here's where I would actually—I can't even believe I'm going to say this because I I loathe that fucking movie. I think Leatherface is a better movie than this.
1: Yeah, dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: like it's kind of like it, it. It's now it's not done well, but it's trying to do this thing of like. You know, you've got this. It's like a prequel, and you've got all of these, you know, wayward uh, kids, and you think that one of them is Leatherface, but oh no, it was the hunky protagonist the whole time who becomes Leatherface, uh, and it's it's bad, but at least it's sort of fine. And I didn't have a lot of expectations going in, so maybe that maybe that's on me more than anything.
1: Okay, so, and number five seventeen is I Frankenstein. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, Quincy. What do you what do you reckon? Which one? It's uh, fucking. It's Friday night. Now, of course, you're going with i Frankenstein if it's Friday. Yeah, night. it's got the wampin' sticks. It's got <laughs> those weird sticks. Yeah, it's ooh, ooh, buddy. All right. And now, speaking. So, uh, Leatherface being a, a trans femme icon. Um, at number uh, five eighteen, we have Sleepaway Camp. Now, here's the question. Is Sleepaway Camp a better movie than Texas Chainsaw 2022? Yes. (laughs) And
1: here's (laughs) why. Uh Uh-huh. There is no intended social commentary in Sleepaway Mm, Camp. That's true. They're doing the thing that Texas Chainsaw Massacre said they were doing, which is we're just killing a lot of people and having a good time.
0: Damn. That's a really good point. Like... I, yeah, like the twist is bullshit and unearned and harmful, but I think, is this a thing on our list that drops at so many points is where if it's like really trying to say something but doing a really messy job and not really the landing on anything, I think that docks at a lot of points. That reminds me of number 529, The Predator, Ooh. which has things to say about autism. Yeah, this is Shane Black going for it with autism. Um, okay, actually, I think I know, I think I know where I'm going to put this, okay? Okay. At number 530, we have Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh, which takes place in New Orleans and isn't very good. However, right below that is Necromantic 2, the movie about fucking corpses. Uh, the (laughs) the The second movie about fucking corpses, actually, excuse me. Um... Friday Night Test, I do... And now, Necromantic 2, I I hate to say this, I'm actually kind of fond of the first Necromantic. (laughs) I I think it's funny. I think it's... I don't know. It's funny. Uh, Necromantic 2 is just kind of more of the same and kind of unwatchable. Um, I think that Texas Chainsaw 2022, to my mind at least, is a better movie than Necromantic 2. But it lacks the stupid fun of Candyman 2, Farewell to the yeah. Flesh.
1: Because Candyman 2 is fun.
0: Yeah, you've got um, a great chorus in a DJ named The Kingfisher, and he's coming in to tell you about New Orleans. And also, and I need to point this out, there is a line reading uh, from Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh, that I think about a lot, which is that the snooty uh, academic from the first movie who dunks on Helen Lyle for not having done her research about Daniel robotai Um, At the start of that movie, he's on a book tour about Candyman, and he um, is super, like, piss drunk, uh, and he's in a bathroom after the event, and a black dude walks into the bathroom, uh, and, you know, you have a moment of, like, oh, no, is that Candyman? And the academic looks over at him, and then down at his dick, and then looks back, and the guy's staring at him, he's like, I wrote a book. (laughs) Um, I think about that every time we see a book announcement, I wrote a book. So I feel pretty good about uh, Netflix's Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022 coming in above Necromantic 2 and below Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh at 531 out of 551 movies we have watched (laughs) and ranked on this podcast.
1: It's not the worst thing we've ever seen. But it is by far good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's not the worst thing you've ever we've ever seen is six 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 parentheses. Beware the end is it hand parts one and two, uh, which is a nollywood uh, classic um, made by a church. Made by a church, which honestly kind of has some good performances. Uh, <laughs> and guys, if you want to watch Texas Chainsaw, obviously, if you've listened to us talk all the way through it, you've probably already seen it. But if you want to witness witness. Witness this absolute shit show for yourself, please. It's on Netflix. Listen, it's a cool eighty minutes. Um, it's it. It doesn't go down smooth, but it goes down fast. You know.
1: Oh. oh. Lillian, <laughs> where can people find us on the internet? Uh,
0: Hachi machi, uh, folks. You can find us on Twitter at Rank and Vile Cast and on Tumblr at Just Rank and Vile. Um, we have a letterboxd where we're out here talking about movies. Um, if you, uh, are a listener of the podcast, and by the way, we love you guys, thank you for listening. Um, if you have a movie that you want us to talk about, like, if there's a movie that you think we will like less than Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2022, um, you're gonna want to drop a line to us over at rankandvilecast at gmail.com. Um, listen, uh, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes, uh, whatever you think is fair, ideally five stars. Um, it really helps us, you know, get our, get our stuff out there. Or, hey, just tell your friend who really hates the movie texas chainsaw massacre 2022 that indeed it is dog do and <laughs> there are people you're out not here...
1: alone these two also agree with you
0: <laughs> we really didn't like it very much at all uh but yeah barring that that is about all i've got you want anything else stay spooky later folks